congratulations to yet another World War II slash biopic movie that does so well at the Oscars, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is the most nominated movie at 13. Uh, it it didn't is, feel very sincere, Emily. Yeah, yeah, no, totally <laughs> sincere. I really think You're not we happy need about another it? movie that is about World War II and about great men in World War II. Just saying. Just, you didn't like the movie? changed the history of the world. It's like, an important and, and, event. And you, didn't, you didn't like the so this is Since this is one of the few yes. movies that I could actually talk about, and I don't know what I'm comparing it to, Sure. You were not happy with them winning some awards? I think that they will win awards. I think that there are certain areas that they should win awards. Um, so what areas did they win awards that you disagree with? So here's one. So this is not winning. This is all nominations. Okay, okay. So yep. um, I think that Emily Blunt should, under no circumstances, be nominated for Best Supporting Actress She's in pretty good as Mary Poppins. She's great in Mary Poppins. <laughs> Fantastic. Different movie, but... Uh, Great. Um, she is probably one of the most poorly written women in movies this year. Mm. I think she was terribly written because I don't think Nolan really understands how to write women, which is why most of his movies involve men. Great. People that should have taken her spot, I think, would have been Mia Goth for Infinity Pool. I thought that was a fantastic movie. Fantastic, fantastic actress. I think that Rachel McAdams oh, for Are You There, God Regina is Me, George. Margaret. Yeah, Regina George. I like I like that movie. But Rachel didn't like campaign enough. But her role in that was actually a fully realized, intricate woman. And I think that movie was also great. So Rachel McAdams could have been there. Also, Penelope Cruz for Ferrari. Sure. I think should have been in the role of Emily Blunt being nominated for this. So there's that. But um, Okay, I got a question. Is this, sure. how much of this is, <coughs> is a lot of this just a popularity contest? Like, is this, a lot of this just middle school where the people who are winning, it's, it's kind, kind of, of like a you rolling effect. All this. So it's it's one is kind of a snowball effect. Like if you start winning these early ones, you're going to win a lot. Mm. Um, Nolan is incredibly respected, which I think he is one of the best directors living right now, um, and that he's kind of due. Also, that again, the Academy and general moviegoers really love World War II biopics, mm. and I feel like a lot of times if I've seen one, I've seen them all. So I think that yeah, Oppenheimer only didn't one really. One guy invented the atomic bomb. Yeah, That's, totally. I mean. Kind of an important moment in world history. It kind exactly. of changed everything. Probably I was careful. a, I was a careful. history major. I'm aware of the in, in, huh. impact of Robert Oppenheimer. I don't think that I was blown away by this movie. Oh, so okay. it has 13 nominations. There are only three movies. Damn, so more than Barbie. Yes, more than Barbie. Only th- which is totally fits with what just, Barbie was trying to say. I, look, I'm just doing the math. 18, eight, <laughs> and 13 is more. Um, oh no, they dominated. Only this was like three a, movies have had more nominations than Oppenheimer has had. So there are, Private Ryan and All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, no. You actually, I want to try to see if you guys can get one of them. Um, it's a movie that you guys have all seen, likely. Top Gun Maverick. Nope. And uh, is, <laughs> is it is it for a, a long time the highest grossing movie of all time? Jurassic Park? I was just going to no. say Jurassic Park. Oh, it's not Jurassic Park. Nope. Hmm. Let's see. Okay. Uh, Love Story. Oh, Ooh. Titanic. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Titanic yeah, yeah. had 14 nominations. Yeah. So did All About Eve and so did La La Land. And, uh, Titanic makes sense. So it's Oppenheimer is the forerunner and everything. It's going to win every award that it's up for, except for Even probably Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> except for Emily Blunt. I think it's going to go to Divine Joy Randolph, honestly, or America Ferreira because she's getting a lot of. Uh, support behind her so uh you know oppenheimer's a movie (laughs) what bothers you more the oppenheimer getting what they got or barbie not getting what you felt they deserved i think oppenheimer but i can i understand both like i understand why barbie 
didn't get some of its things. I also understand why Oppenheimer got so much of its things. I just think, can't we be like a little more nuanced no. than <laughs> just picking whatever biopic of some it. great Your man nope. of the year? Nope. Yes, exactly. So that's my second round of the day. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. look over here. I'm nervous no, no, to just look, look anywhere. Just yeah. look at me. Just, yeah. I liked Oppenheimer. It's a good movie. Yeah, I thought so too. I never, Barbie. I never it's, saw it, Barbie. No, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should get some votes for the Oppenheimer. Oh, don't worry. A lot of men have votes for the Academy, so that's why. Yeah, I mean, I just... Okay, okay so. I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Is it incredibly, incredibly lopsided? It was for a long time. They're okay. working to get more diversity. It's mm-hmm. still not... 50-50, but um, over the past couple of years, they've added more young Academy members and they've kicked out okay, some older good. Academy members. All right. would, would you feel different if it was 13 nominations for Oppenheimer and 12 for Barbie? It depends on the nominations okay. that were added for Barbie. <laughs> the answer is no, no Jorge. No. <laughs> no. Hell that, no. Was, that was a, for some reason, she decided to be Hell diplomatic no. right there. The answer is no. But Barbie still isn't my favorite movie of the year and I don't think it should win Best Picture, so... I'll get to that later. <laughs> She's got it. So we take how many? How many uh, bullets are in your clip? We got five. Five. We got okay. We, we, we still got more than half of them right there along the way. So you were talking about the Lakers and their paths. Make a day. Make a deal. Make make a, a splashy deal. Make a less splashy deal. Or you know what? Sit tight. Wait for the off season because you get some more cards in your hand to play, namely picks that you were talking about, and then you can do something in the off season that might be, you know, like you're talking about that third star, Donovan Mitchell's name, Trey Young, some some of those names that will even a casual basketball fan knows about Donovan Mitchell and knows about Trey Young. So I'm I'm going to read, and some of this is coming up because Dave McMenamin put out this story on ESPN.com a little bit earlier today. And the conversation, I'm going to read a portion of it. And this is the, hey, if you don't do anything for the remainder of this year and you kind of keep some of your assets, this is what they can do in the offseason. Now, the Lakers are in a, they're not in a similar position as most teams because they have a player who's 39 years old, who, by the way, has a team option or a player option at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So this is what the piece says. Um, currently, right now, Lakers have one future first round pick available to trade. By the time the NBA draft comes in the offseason, they'll have three. They'll have 2029, 2031, and then they'll have 2024, 2025, depending on what the Pelicans do with their pick swap. The Lakers have discussed internally the possibility of packaging three picks along with players they already have on their books to pursue a bona fide star such as Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawk, team sources told ESPN. If they didn't make a move this year, if they just stand pat, what Dave McMenamin is saying, part of the strategy the Lakers would have is, do we have a legitimate shot to win this year if we go make a move? If we go get DeJounte Murray and we gave up one of our first rounders, do are, are we now the I don't favorite? Think so. no. Are we are we now the favorite? No, I think, no, no, no. I, I favorite, think, of course, no. And and I think that's the question to ask yourself is if you make a move now, how much better are you? That's right? what I was saying all the last few weeks when we were talking How about how much like, better are okay, you going to be? You're, you're basically this is a bad analogy, but mm-hmm. we're basically taking a, a C student and making him a B student. That's cool, but to get into the college you want to go to, you need A's. Like we're, we're but, closer, but we're not where we need to go. But here is if you say this, and Michael Thompson says this, and Brad Turner says it, had him on Lakers talk yesterday. That look, if they just get in the playoffs, they're a dangerous team. Well, what if you improve that dangerous team that we're talking about? 
they become a little bit more dangerous. Again, are not do dangerous they, enough though. And and that's going to be the question. Yeah. Now, if they if they went and um they got DeJounte Murray and then they also they got another center that they think could play with Anthony Davis to go up against Jokic if they face them. Maybe they're able to make moves where they say, We got a shot. We'll we'll take our chances, we got a shot. If you did nothing and you wait till the off season and you get a chance to go after a Donovan Mitchell trade. You got a lot of things that have to work in your favor. You need the other team to obviously want to make a trade with you. And maybe there's other teams that want to make a trade. Mm-hmm. They got some interesting options to make in two weeks. This is it. Like, they, just think about it. The trade deadline's February 8th. And it's not a team, unfortunately, that's sitting in a spot where they're seven, eight, nine games over 500. They're 500. They're going to be away. below 500. I couldn't run away from Trey Young any faster. That 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 holds no interest to me whatsoever. He he feels to me like so many other guys that are are stat packers, right? That you look if you just look at Sports Center highlights, or if you just watch, you know, I know we don't look at box scores anymore, but if you just look at a box score, it's like, oh, Trey Young had thirty three last night. He gets buckets. He can have nights where he lights it up and all these things. Is Trey Young a winning player? In my estimation, he's not. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't think that, hey, if we had Trey Young, look the hell out. There are some guys that are winning players. There are some guys that put up big numbers on teams. The Hawks, like, they just simply just don't matter. They're just in the league. They don't play games with a ton. And I know they went to the conference finals, but they, it's not where there's a ton of pressure on him all the time. Mitchell's a little different. Can I stay on Trey Young for a second? Sure. Because if you asked me, I would really need to look. I would want to see what the details of their contracts are. I'd want to see. Doesn't matter to me at so, all. So here's what's not fair to say about Trey Young. Trey Young is the best player on the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. The Atlanta Hawks don't have a history of winning. The Atlanta. If you're asking Trey Young to be the best player on a team, that team ain't going anywhere. It's just not. If you're asking Trey Young to be the third best player on a team, that's He's a different ball in his hands but, a lot. But, but that's a different conversation I don't to like have. That either. Okay, let's yeah, go back like to the winning either. part of it. Yeah, he got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and he got to the Eastern Conference Finals with nobody. And you, I'm not but, listen. See, hold wait, on, but wait, context wait, matters. Let me just, let context me just, context matters. I'm not trying to make a case here that Trey Young is the best player out there because I'm with you. I lean more towards is Trey Young a winning basketball no. player or is he not? Yeah. But it's again, I'm yeah. going to go back to this. He does not him getting drafted by the Atlanta Hawks and having some rounds where they made to the playoffs or they got to the East Conference Finals, yeah. you can't just say he's nothing. I don't think he's nothing. I, I don't I want wouldn't him. prefer him I over Donovan him. Mitchell, but I he think it's also Eastern, not fair to just say that he about Trey He got Trey to the Young. Eastern Conference Finals. I, I think it's entirely fair because Ben Simmons hated basketball, wouldn't shoot. That's why he got there. Ben Simmons makes a layup. They don't go. Ben Simmons goes and makes thirty percent of his free throws. You're talking about Ben go. Simmons with the Sixers. With the Sixers, that that's you know why he's on that there. team. I know Embiid, but my point is, is that this is why Embiid and Doc basically said, "What what the hell? Like you have to shoot the ball." That Trey Young took advantage of that. Trey Young is a classic. If you want numbers, cool. If you want results, not so much. He just doesn't. Do- Mitchell has got that killer thing in him I, I i think that he's he's not perfect player but that's much more interesting to me he's got a, a little bit of an edge that i think that the lakers could use i don't young is not edgy they they, it's, they, it's they so, need it's, a little it's bit funny. more of that and i don't even know why i'm protecting trey young here but if you told me to pick between the two players and i'll tell you why i would pick donovan mitchell i'll tell you why i would pick donovan mitchell i think donovan mitchell 
at this stage of his career would be much more of a, guys, look, I've done everything I can in my career. I've done what I can with the Utah Jazz. I'm clearly, I can't be the best player on the championship team. I can't be the second best player on the championship team. I have a feeling Donovan Mitchell would join the Lakers and he'd have one goal in mind. I want to win. Where I think with Trey Young, where it would be a little bit different, I think he is a little Hollywood. I think he would play into the Hollywood. I think it would be a little bit of, you know, what's his, uh, the, what does he do? The ice in the, no, that was D'Angelo. Whatever Trey Young has done in the past. Like, I think he would play into that world. But I also don't want to discredit uh, Trey Young because I he do. did beat the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid in six games, took the Milwaukee Bucks to six games as well. This I think is, you're pushing him to the side too much. I, if he's the I'm third best player on a team, that's a really good player. The third best player on a team can't be a guy that needs the ball. This is, this is Russell Westbrook all over again, only he's not half as good as Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is infinitely I take Donovan better. Mitchell over, but Trey yeah. Young has also won games and has done not – He's uh, done a good job with a chance. crappy franchise that's never done anything. Not a chance. I, 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 this feels so much Russell West. Only Westbrook's a Hall of Famer. Trey Young is a guy and is an All Star. Like this, this just what anybody, literally, almost anybody, but that's exactly the wrong guy. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. What do you make of those two names? Those are the names that look at, me, at the look at the, me protecting. By the way, I was the say, guy like that should, I didn't even want over the two. <laughs> that was, that protecting was him. It surprised me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? I don't want him, but I'm gonna tell you why I want him. That was that's cool. No, I don't want him. Just uh, <laughs> you know. It's not a bad franchise. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Plus, the Rams are in a weird spot in that NFC window. And let's be careful that we don't overestimate where they are in that. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710-ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Again, surprisingly enough, the Eras Tour was not nominated. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It shouldn't have been nominated. But uh, yeah, thanks, Jorge, for bringing in with this. So uh, with that in mind, tomorrow uh, we typically Astley Mondays and Fridays. Wednesdays, we kind of got a rotating cast of people that go through. Emily's going to be... Uh, Trey the, Young coming up in a week. <laughs> Trey Young <laughs> coming up in a week. <laughs> Emily will be in the seat tomorrow. It's an Ask Emily Day. So you can start sending them right now, and I'd like it to be a movie TV. Yeah, heavy. Ask Emily. We can and maybe don't be sprinkle. Scared. In one of the- I will be 
honest. Yeah. But, you know, don't be scared to ask. Basically, me. she's going to tell you whether or not the the, the <laughs> stuff you like is the right stuff to like or not. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what and, all opinions are. And feel free to send them today. Feel free to send. I mean, I'm sure we have some of them from what she's already talked about today, but we'll do it all tomorrow. So it gives you plenty of time to get it in. Send them to me at Travis Rogers. Send them to Al at Alan Sliwick. And send them to Jorge at Jabcam LA. And at um, Trey Young. <laughs> It's your guy. I like, I like how much you like him. I, I think well, I, here's the funny thing. I don't even like him that much. <laughs> I just felt like I had to defend him a little Why? bit. Why? Because I'm a believer in the franchise that you get drafted by. Is, that a, is it a loser franchise or is it not? The Atlanta Hawks are a loser franchise. I don't believe they know what they're doing. Um, for him to have taken – I want to go back to what I said earlier – the fact that he took the Atlanta Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals means something to me. That that I do remember that. Now, do I think that Trey Young's the best player out there? No. If it's Trey Young or Donovan Mitchell, I will make my cases of why I think Donovan Mitchell is a better fit for the Lakers. I, and I and here's the funny thing: I get where you're coming from too on Trey Young. Yeah. Of of the hey, is that a player that you want to build your no. franchise around? Well, no. what if he's the third best player on your franchise? No. What if he's a franchise, or what if he's a player that's on a franchise that knows what they're doing? No. I think there, there are different elements to it. No. This is a, do you do the things that help teams win? No. He helped them win. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did. No, Ben Simmons helped them win. Come on. You, you can also give credit. You can no. also give credit where credit's due. Losers are Joel losers. Joel Embiid is the best player in the world. He is now. He, he, he's been he, legit he's been for the, five the, years. Slee, the, ben Simmons was so bad in that that the thing that never happens happens. That the coach and the other best player are like, yeah, I don't know what that guy's deal is. That never – he was that bad. Trey Young was also that good. Yeah. You could have him. I, now, now I, no, want I don't him to, want him. No, now I want him to come so I can – do this again, like they did with Russell Westbrook, because it's the same guy. No, I'd rather have Only Donovan Mitchell. Westbrook is that, no. I, don't change the subject. I this is this Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Famer, right? Mm-hmm. He's Russell Westbrook is a terrific player. He was exactly the wrong guy. This is the same okay, but, guy, but only not as good. Can, can, let's go back to Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook wasn't a fit with the Los Angeles Lakers. Russell Westbrook was not a loser with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not a loser. He was not. You're right about that. You're, you're being, but, and I know he's a Hall of Famer, and yeah. Trey Young's not in that conversation. Right. But you decipher way to the the. You, I don't think you, you take do. into consideration of other franchises what those franchises are. Are you in a position where you have a chance to see? You can sniff it out. You but can sniff it out. You, you and, talk and about he's not this. A you, guy. you talk about this all time. And I'm. I don't want to. Again, I'm not going to go back and make it sound like I'm talking about Trey Young is Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Nobody is saying that. Anyways, well, we could sit here for <laughs> an hour and have an argument about a player I, that probably I, is not going to come. I, I, I never know what's the thing that's going to get you going. And I'm super excited that something is random of the guy you don't want on the Lakers that will probably never be on the Lakers, that that's the guy that lit the match because is it's, awesome Because it's the me. way you described who he is. Yeah. It's the way you described without taking into consideration, in my opinion, other things. Yeah. And choosing what you want to take into consideration without. I can sniff it out. You're not about it. And I don't mean that in a bad way like he doesn't care. It's it's not that. It's, I need shots. I need the ball. I need to do this. I don't play any D. I, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. no. That's, <laughs> like, those parts are true. Hard pass. Those parts are true. Hard, hard pass. And you already have, especially with LeBron, you already have a guy that's kind of playing one end of the floor for different reasons. Sure. Because he 
you got to make a choice at this point. But it was well. It was he, here's here's the if you got one of those two players, basically what you're saying is this: Who do you want when LeBron's gone? Yeah. You want Donovan Mitchell? Or do you want Trey Young? You're going to still have to go add a third player. Yeah. But that's one of the two things. Chris, I'm glad you came in. I have a question for you. I have something different. Okay, go ahead. When a major event happens in life, you know that John Williams' score is usually behind it. And at this moment, in five minutes from right now, mm. at ESPNLA.com, registration opens ah. for the Pickleball Madness Tournament. <laughs> so if you've got a pickleball team... Remember, I believe registration is teams of two. Teams of two. Gosh, I love the I love a good movie score. It's a good score. Do you have a sword, Slee? We could like sword fight right now. Is this from the movie Hook? Feel like on a deck of a ship. <laughs> I would cut myself before I cut the other person. I would accidentally hit myself with a sword. I want to jump on a ship and just swipe a sword at you right now. <laughs> ESPNLA.com. Our Pickleball Madness Tournament registration opens in just a few minutes. So if you have a team of two and you don't want to miss out on the fun that we had last year. Oh, you got to get in it. It's a great day, too. I couldn't tell if he was sword fighting or conducting. That could have been either. It could be both. <laughs> last week, last year, it sold out in a matter of hours. So you want to get on this. If you are a pickleball player and you want to compete at our ESPNLA Pickleball Madness Tournament, which is Saturday, March 23rd or 22nd, I can't remember. <laughs> Somebody check me right now. Bring up the theme. March 23rd. Saturday, Saturday, March March 23rd. 23rd. At Miles Square Park in the great city of Fountain Valley. A party, party, oh, party for the ages. Why isn't there somebody just playing a uh, a movie theme behind me the entire day? That's that thing, like if you had somebody to narrate your life or score yeah. your life, you want this is what you want in the background of your entire I just want John Williams playing nonstop. Story. What if, like, Joseph is holding a phone behind you that's playing score, even in the sales meeting or whatever, it's just always in the background? I'm ready. Going down the hallway. Then I could jump on the table in the conference room, pull out a sword. (laughs) Hold a knife in your teeth. And go. (laughs) All right. com. The Big of All Madness Tournament, Saturday, March, uh, what'd you say? 23rd. 23rd at Miles Square Park. Compete and have fun. And by the way, this doesn't mean that the concept has left about the auction. Hey, give me th- th- oh, the, th- right. the great Carlos Sice who sent me auction videos over the weekend that I could watch to train that you can be auctioning a spot to play with the ESPNLA host. But more details on that soon. Register now, ESPNLA.com. Al, we should win a match this year. We should win a match against a non-ESPNLA yeah, team. Yeah, I know. We need we, one. We should beat somebody. I would rather, I think we got to do something. I think we got to make it us just against ESPNLA in the beginning and then we branch out. Well, so you're getting complicated now. It's going to go. Really. It's going to reverse. I know. That's why I'm saying. I think this way is better than that way. Because <laughs> I'm the, with you. By the way, in the opening, kind of everybody's just watching. Have a bracket us of us first, and then whoever wins, then they move on and yeah. they start playing some of the other teams out there. Either way, go need, visit Tommy. To Give win. him. He'll he'll be really happy to hear about this different <laughs> we, idea. We need to win. It's not. It's the same can, idea we were pitching last year. I can order see Tommy like, please, Al. It's not a different out. idea. It's the same idea we were pitching same last year. Yeah, same he idea. Gives a, he, he, you know, tomorrow's his birthday. <laughs> Today's his last day of his 40s. Oh. oh. Tomorrow he turns the big 5-0. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's going to give you the he'll constipated okay. look. When he'll he gives you right. the constipated look, you better get out of the office quickly. Even I get it a lot. 
Shouts out to you, Tommy. <laughs> wow. Hey, Trev, Trev. Chrissy says, hey, Al, were you more scared of asking Kobe for a soundbite or Emily ranting about the Oscars? Emily by far scared me. Well, she, she scared me more. There are certain people that have that level that they can go to. Kobe, when you were going to ask him questions when he was not in yep. the mood to answer Alan Slee with questions. Yeah. And Emily, when Barbie gets shortchanged by... I wonder Multiple if Emily would give me a similar look if I'm walking towards her. She's like, you're not walking towards me, are you? I'm like, no, actually. Tell her why you think Oppenheimer and Emily Blunt deserve Oscars, and she'll give you the, the hell no the as way. in no. That's that's what we're going to do. Factor cap. Pickleball. It's coming up next. Sign up for pickleball. Yeah, pickleball will be good. We need to win. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. I know we don't need to win the whole thing. We need to win a match, because I think the guys that beat us last year yeah. lost they, in the next round. Well, no, they went on to win nationals. No, they no, lost probably, in the next yeah, round. Probably. They lost yeah. in the next round. We need to find uh we need to find a lane. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Your handy neighbors at Next Gen Air and Plumbing, they are back. Two new ways to make your home comfort and safety easy and affordable. They've launched the Next Gen Rebate Hotline. That's going to help you pay as little as possible on new furnace and air conditioning systems, water heaters, and more. The rebate experts, they're standing by to help you find every local, every state, and every federal rebate possible so you can save every penny that you can. And that adds up in a hurry. So call the Next Gen Rebate Hotline right now at 833-3-NEXTGEN. And for a limited time, they're also offering zero payments for 90 days on approved credit. That's no payment for 90 days on AC and furnace systems, water heaters, whole home water filtration systems, and indoor air quality systems. So ask how you can qualify for zero payments for 90 days and all of those rebates when you call the Next Gen Rebate Hotline at 833-3-NEXTGEN. That's 833-3-N-E-X-G-E-N. Hey, guys. And... You should have, uh, you know, been there this morning. So did I, you roll yeah, out at five I, to see him live? I didn't. I for, I kind of forgot when I woke up in the morning, and but I kind of my alarm goes off like five fifteen um, when I first wake up, and so I, you know, I'm scrolling Twitter and it's like the, the announcements, and then it's just like the cascade of uh, news that is fun to me, and I hope it's fun for you guys at least to listen to me rant about it. Just out of curiosity, so. They're announcing all these. They announce it this morning. Yeah, they do it five a.m. Pacific okay. and eight a.m. East. Um, and the show, I believe, is in March. So it's a couple mm. months from now. So they have. Okay. Uh, they want it on Good Morning America and Today <laughs> yeah. and all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Exactly. Also, Al, I just saw this pop up on our screens here in the studio. Uh, there's an extended trailer for that um, Bob Marley uh, movie. So, That's been in yeah. heavy rotation. That was been. on a ton during football this weekend. Yeah, I saw it in the theater, like one of like the longer trailers for it. Are you still interested in that movie? I want to see your movie first. Yeah. And well, it's not out yet. I don't think. Um. I want to see your movie first. The Marley thing, I got to see if she's going to be interested in it, but potentially. I know I'll see it. I just see if she'll see it or not. What's her movie? Uh, Zone of Interest, oh. which is the one that uh, yeah, yeah. I recommended to him yeah. uh, that he hasn't seen yet. But I, she made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you I talking about? I did make a documentary in college. Uh, what was anyway, the topic? Uh, it's about my friend who hiked the Appalachian Trail. Um, oh, very nice. About her, she had to, she tore her Achilles on the trail, and like her poetry and her paintings while while on the trail, and then how her life 
was after. Did she complete the journey? Uh, she couldn't because she tore oh, her okay. ACL in like okay. uh, North Carolina area. Okay. Um, she started at the northern end or southern she end? She started north. She started okay. in Maine and yeah. then she worked her way down because wow. she started at the uh, in summer. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, she's she's a very cool person. I actually got her uh, wedding invite this weekend and it's a beautiful invite. It's one of her paintings. Destination wedding? It's in New Hampshire, which is where her okay. husband or fiance is from. Live free or die, yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know which one to choose. Um, all right, so Kobe Turner... The national anthem, I believe it was yesterday for the LA Kings. And so I'm going to play a little bit of it uh, for you guys right now. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming All right, so Kobe Turner is... Uh, on the defense for the Rams. What's, what's his specific Defensive position? tackle. De- defensive tackle. All right, so <laughs> he's the lineman for the defense. And we, saw, we heard Jason Kelsey earlier this year do his, uh, you know, holiday record. Um, linemen always are the best singers. If you're going to choose anybody, uh, an athlete mm. an athlete to be a good singer, linemen are always the best. Travis, factor cap. I never really thought of it like that, but that might be fact. I think it's especially cool, interesting, fun when you get a guy like Kobe Turner who's playing in the mud, right? He's in the interior of the line. He's a tough guy. He's involved. He's constantly, every play is collision and contact and violence. And then you hear this incredibly soulful voice, just this, this beautiful, soulful singing voice. And it just, they don't line up. And so it's always kind of fun to hear that. But uh, I haven't done – it feels like more like the skilled players are more like the hip-hop artists and the guys that in the trenches are more the uh, that sort of lane. But, yeah, I'll go with that. They have Fact. a deeper timbre in their voice yes. because they're usually bigger guys. Yes. Al? Fact on this one as well. I like that too. That was really good, what you it played. Was. And it was. And it was really good. It was – but I also felt like he knew – what he can and he can't do. Sometimes you got people that grab that microphone are trying to do something. They're not. It, it, let's just say they're they're not playing to their strengths. Felt like he was playing to his strengths. He was really that good. It's a hard song to hill, to uh, sing too. I, I go fact on that and to add to athletes doing whatever they were doing. Did you guys see that story that Jimmy Butler oh, yeah. has recorded country music songs, sixty songs yeah. already country music yeah. and he's going to try to get to 200 he's originally from houston texas so that'd be kind of interesting to see I've, how that goes. I've heard him do karaoke on some like clips on youtube and stuff um uh stick to basketball i think that's his uh, oh yeah way. yeah okay <laughs> but maybe he could be a great writer okay for all we know Jorge? maybe they will put it in a studio and make it sound good <laughs> Yeah. Fact, I'm with Travis on this one. I think those guys, we don't hear much about those guys, but when we do, it's like for th- reasons like this. Like, their they're hidden talent is there. You hear the guys like Ray Lewis being loud the whole yeah. time, Devo, like, just being fools. But these guys have some a set of skills, I guess we can call it. A certain them. set of exactly. skills. <laughs> that was my pick of the draft. <laughs> that was a good um, pick. All right, so every time there's, like, a big event or big play that happens – People like to pull the other languages calling certain plays. And so we have like the Spanish call, the Japanese call, etc. So the Korean call Great of call. the missed kick oh, yeah. from the Chiefs Bills is fantastic. I'm going to play it right now for you guys. All right. So 
calls are always better in another language. Al, fact or cap? Fact. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but fact. When I hear something happen, I'll use the World Cup as an example, right? I don't care really what the American broadcasters are doing. Instantly, I'm like, all right, could I get the Mexican call of it, the Argentinian call? Can I get the – and I don't even have to look far because everybody else wants it too. (laughs) And before you know it, you're hearing those calls. Um, Yeah, there is something about it. It's unique. Mm -hmm. Their style is completely different. It seems very authentic, so I go fact on that. It's also even better too with soccer specifically. There's always British people on the American calls too, which is great because it just kind of fits in our brain like that. Trev? Uh, It's fact, and I think it's because – you know. As someone who is not bilingual, as someone who just speaks one language, when you can figure out what's happening based on just the inflection of the voice and based on the emotion of it all, it makes it more fun. Like, I I don't know a single word in Korean as far as I, but I know something exciting just happened right there. (laughs) I I know something really awesome or terrible had just happened right there. And that's what makes it so much fun. Yes. And that Andres Cantor, I know goal in Spanish is goal in English, right? So I know yeah, that it's one. Universal. <laughs> it's universal for sure. But uh, was it the WBC where we played the Japanese call when uh, the Japan struck mm-hmm. out Mike Trout and uh, Otani struck out Trout? I don't speak any Japanese, but it just it, it just cuts right through. It's terrific. Uh, fact. It's just it adds a different layer. I mean, we understand what's happening on the screen, but when you listen to a different language, you don't understand what's happening, like you're saying. But the fact that we all understand the emotion. And what the English guy just said, but then you hear it in Spanish or in Korean or whatever. Uh, one of my favorite calls, I mean, one of my favorite guys in for soccer is Dave Denham. Oh, he he's has, terrific. He's very passionate about everything. Like, I'm cutting highlights for him sometimes or when, I'm, when I happen to work the broadcast. And I think it's a highlight, but it's like, oh, just why? And I'm like, oh, man, he fooled me. But yeah, anything in another language like that is, is, is amazing. The best. All right, so Reese Witherspoon kind of went a little bit viral over the weekend because she was at, I'm assuming, one of her many homes, but a home that was uh, in snow. So probably Tahoe, somewhere else near there. And so she had gone out and started making snow cream and had her and her family eating the snow, snow cream. So to me, this is very normal. Is so snow you, cream a thing that people do? Yeah, so when you grow up in a place with snow, it's kind yeah, of you wouldn't know. common I, I, that people will you know, get snow from the yard on the top of the snow, not the stuff that touches the ground, and you'll put in a, in a bowl, and then you'll put in like some cream, some vanilla, and oh, other stuff, okay. and you mix together, and it okay. kind of is like ice cream, but it's made out of snow. Okay. People were going crazy, thinking that it's unsanitary, that it's gross, etc. So eating snow like this is acceptable. Uh, Jorge, fat or cap? Absolutely. We have something called raspados. <laughs> you see the guy, he shaves the ice and he puts it in a cup. He puts whatever flavor you want on it. What's the difference between having it to shave it when it's already there for you, ready to go? Just put the ingredients. Yeah, it's not unsanitary at all. It's just water, yeah. ice water at the end of the day. So, yeah. Trav? I think I'm going to go cap. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I'm going to need there to be some level of purification going on here. Like, when it falls through the smoggy-ass sky and picking up all the stuff that it comes down in, can we just run that through a filter before we eat it? I, I understand. Look, there's probably a million toxins and poisons that I'm ingesting every single day. I know that. I, I know that this is a hypocritical position, but I don't know. I Eating something off the ground just seems like a bad idea to me. Maybe, maybe it's not, but I, I you can have the, the snow cream sleeve. I'm good. I don't want it. Oh? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm fact on this one. I'm okay with it. A lot of this stuff, uh, and I, I don't know. It, to me, I'm, I'm thinking of all the other stuff that we're consuming. I'm thinking about, you know, one of the worst things you could have is 
some of the water that gets purified, but it's in a plastic bottle <laughs> and it sits in your car for a day or two and you drink it, that whatever the heck's coming off. There, I feel like, are a lot worse things that we're okay with. If I'm taking off that top layer of snow, I'm making sure it's not on the dirt, I'm completely okay with that. You take it from the middle of the bucket. Did you do it a lot, Em? Uh, so I only really did it at my friend Jenna's house because uh, her family Jenna. did it. I didn't do it that much with my family, <laughs> um, probably because we didn't get enough snow a lot of times. So you'd have to have enough snow that it's yeah. not just the snow on the ground, getting some twigs and sticks in there. It'll be powder, right? It's powdery stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. You know, I just re- realized. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, of, I was I just because we were talking about eating things off the ground. Um, we're going to our, uh, our lunch Hardin tomorrow. Hardin de Livo. Hardin de That's right. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Emily, did you make a reservation? Uh, yeah, I called them specifically, and they said they couldn't seat us. Sorry. Okay. Oh, well, all right. Do Do we need one? Or are we just? Yes. Yeah, so you just... don't need. A, you don't need a reservation. I also don't know if Olive Garden takes reservations. No. Oh. Okay. It's because they're just that. They're big. just. Yeah, they're just yeah. that popular. Have, have you kind of considered how this is going to go? So I'm not going to lie. I still think I'm going tour of Italy. Yeah, I think I'm, that's what I'm going with. I'm not. By the way, that's a lot of food. <laughs> Start with the calamari. Yep. Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It may have to be a little tactical. Let's go traditional this, this spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> going to have Bullseye. to stay here. <laughs> Bull, yeah, we may. There's going to be a mapped out strategy on the way home. Uh, Emily, you got another bullet that you want to fire? Yeah, this one's going to be a little shorter. All right, all right. A Fire shorter, away. A shorter bullet coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Is your vehicle, look, look at your little sticker in your window. Is that light on? Is your vehicle due for service? Is it ready for that general maintenance trip? If it is, head in your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Because for over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick, inconvenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you and me. No dragging the kids into that dirty waiting room. Think about it. When you've gone into some of these other places, do you think, okay, i got a half hour here, and the next thing you know, you've been sitting there for an hour, your car hasn't moved, nothing's gotten done. Not at Valvoline. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, nice and relaxed, while the expert technicians make sure that your ride is at its best. It's like pulling in for a pit stop in a NASCAR event, right? That's a good way to do it. So, oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and a whole lot more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. There are over 80 locations ready to help you get your ride ready for the road in no time. So, visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off of your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Don't fire the bullet. Keep the keep the gun in the holster. Don't do it yet. Somebody got because fired. Uh, there's a little breaking news right now. The Milwaukee Bucks have dismissed coach Adrian Griffin. Hmm. Sources tell ESPN uh, already. Doc Rivers has emerged as a serious candidate to become the Milwaukee Bucks' new head coach. Sources tell the Athletics. So Adrian Griffin had been there what five minutes, and he this was his first season there. Yeah. Uh, Budenholzer got fired at the end of last season. Griffin comes in they get dame lillard they're supposed to be one of the best teams in the uh, eastern conference and bang the coach gets canned right away trying to figure this out trying to make sense of it and anytime something like this happens where this came out of nowhere this wasn't something that was brewing the bucks have the second best record in the east they're a couple games back of the boston celtics for number one um they've won five of six games i i Unless something happened internally, could you understand? Because I it's one of this two can't things. this can't be a basketball thing. Unless the only thing that I could think of, I'm going to take out anything that could happen personally within the franchise. But unless you're Giannis Antetokounmpo and you're not happy with that coach, 
and maybe they're butting heads and it has to be something like that in order for something like this to happen. We've seen other situations where coaches got fired out of nowhere. Imiodoka is the one that that pops to mind. Yep. Unless there's another situation where it's something within the organization, but it's it's wild to make assumptions, so I don't want to make the assumptions. That's just a very odd firing. There are two most likely reasons, to your point, and just so the uh, everybody's on this. We're not alleging anything. I'm completely speculating here. There are two reasons that, to your point, they're playing really well. They're at number two in the Eastern Conference. And it's his first year it's as a head fr- coach. He just got there. You're halfway through a season. One of two things mm-hmm. is the most likely cause of, A, Giannis hates him. Mm-hmm. Right, which is probably unlikely because I think that would probably leak out. But you're, the star player just He's says, saying, that's enough. I don't want to play with this guy yep. anymore. Yep. They, him or me, they're going to pick the player every single time. So it could be a conflict within a coach and his best player, or he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing, and they know that the you know what's about to hit the fan, and they said, let's move on. Those are the two most likely things. I don't know what it is, but – you don't fire a guy that's won five out of six. You don't fire a guy who's second in the conference and has championship aspirations. And by the way, they still have him. It's and not ju- like they're just a bad got team. there. And so ju- it's just not, got there. It's not like he has a track record of three seasons in a row where, hey, you know what? You you, you lost again. You lost. No, he. This is his first run as a head coach. That's that's odd. It, very it's very odd. Very likely okay. something in the, one of those two lanes. Yeah, and it, let's look at it the other side too. Doc Rivers coming in to potentially be the coach. I don't know whether to praise Doc Rivers or to <laughs> or to just scratch my head and and ask. You can be both. Yeah, I, it can be both. Because I, I I think every time I hear Doc Rivers, it's like this again. Doc Rivers again. Doc Rivers has had how many now different opportunities with different teams? He's known as, and I, I'm, I'm not. This Good isn't. Teams. This isn't me trying to trash Doc Rivers, but Doc Rivers will be known just as much as having teams as a head coach and under delivering, right? Like the the not accomplishing what they were supposed to accomplish, or up three games to one and losing, or having all these different stars and not getting as far as they could have. And, and but he also won an NBA championship with the Boston Celtics. So there's a lot. So whoever you want to put, I, I don't know. But that's 2008. I don't know who gets ago. credit for this. I don't know if it's Doc himself or Doc's agent or the agency that represents Doc. But every time there's a good vacancy, Doc's name gets brought up. So may, maybe that's just really good marketing on his agency's behalf. Which, by the way, that's how you're supposed to do it, right? Fact of the matter is, he always gets a really good job. He went from Orlando to Boston, which had Hall of Famers. He went from Boston to the Clippers, which has Hall of Famers. He went to Philadelphia, which has Hall of Famers, and this team in Milwaukee has Hall of Famers. So he's always in the. By the way, he would take time off. He's now he's sitting here calling ESPN's biggest games. He also is the guy that blows three-one leads. Right, he's the only guy to have done it more than one time. This is this is part of his legacy. He's an incredibly likable guy. People like Doc a lot. He's funny. He's self-deprecating. He's really good with the media. He's available. So. People like you and Measley and people that cover these teams, they like Doc because he makes our lives better, easier, more more colorful. So that's why he's always in the mix. And the last part is his teams always kind of come up a little bit lacking, right? That that the Clippers underachieved. The the Philadelphia 76ers 
underachieved. Yeah. The Celtics won one title, and that, that felt about right because those guys were aging to a certain point, and LeBron was in the mix and all that. But when you look at all – he's coached Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo, Joel Kawhi MB. Leonard, Paul George, uh, Joel Embiid, James Harden. Chris uh, Paul. Chris Blake Paul. Griffin. Blake Griffin. I mean – that's a lot of really good players. That's a lot of really good players. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm guessing. I know he won the title once. Has he only been to the finals once? No, 2010 with the Celtics, the Celtics as well. Okay, so he's been in the finals twice. Yeah, I think that's the only two that he's That's been. a lot of really good teams, yeah. really good players, and it's a mixed bag of results. There's some you know championships we're talking about, but there's a three, the 3-1 thing is bizarre. Mm-hmm. The constantly bouncing around to great teams is a credit. He's it's, only taken the Celtics to the finals. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, CAA represents them. I had to good for them. Up. Yeah, they're they're Shouts making it out happen. to CAA. Which, no, yeah. but honestly, like that's well, the whole and, idea. Okay, a vacancy comes open, and you want your guy at the top of the list, whether he's actually there or not, is almost irrelevant. I, I don't want to make it sound like this isn't a big deal because I think it is too. Also, the moment he was available, ESPN grabs him as the of number course. one broadcast team. It's he's Doris really good Burke, at it. it's Doc Rivers. You know, he's great on Bill Simmons' podcast. He, Bill Simmons puts him on once or twice a month, and he's terrific. He's funny. He's got stories. He's late. That he's a candidate for the job, not a huge surprise. That Adrian Griffin is out That's the surprise. is a surprise. Yeah, that, that one throws everything out. out of left field. It'll come out. Yeah. Whatever Where it is. Where are they in the standings right now, the Bucks Second. Second. Yeah. So. Yeah. And what you said, five or six? One five or six again to me. It, it, even if you put aside all that stuff, he just got there. So I mean, there's no head coach that you're saying you you want to give a head coach at the absolute minimum. Are you giving them two years, especially with a good team? He got 45 games or whatever he got. I, I, I push back on that a little out because let, let's say the Bucks right now. Let, let's just say they're playing the same amount of games as the Lakers. They're 44 games in, right? And they were 30 and you know, or I should say they'd only won 14 games. Different. Right? You're then right. you're like, he's got to go. We, we have way too many good players. And even if they were knocking around 500, you might say, hey, he's this This is way too good of a team. What if they're 30 we just the and 13? Game. That's what I'm saying. 17 games over it's, 500. It's it's weird. That was there, some, something's up. It'll come out. Mm-hmm. All right, Emily, take the gun back out of the holster. That's next. It's Travis Lee. Not a real gun. ESPN.